0: hello and welcome to Brace and ren 3 direct to video my name is Brace henderson i'm one of the co-hosts of this podcast uh today we will be discussing the hit disney tunes film the tigger movie uh, as well as the season finale of love island episode two of house of the dragon uh i didn't watch she hulk
1: you didn't not watch that.
0: She-Hulk? no i should have gotten to that right
1: yeah, you should have gotten to that. Did I messed up. Now you have to watch two She-Hulks. For well, next here's movie. what
0: I'll do: during the first 21 minutes-ish of our conversation, I'll put it on. Um, I'll like, I'll put it on, but I'm not. They'll know. I won't listen to it. Okay, cool. Does that work?
1: Yeah, that works. Just like put it on in the background. Yeah. U-Hit.
0: Yeah, and I'm not gonna put. Ca- I don't want to put captions on either.
1: Yeah, that, just just like watch it and feel it out.
0: Okay, sounds good. Um. Ren, you and I just watched the trailer for the, uh, upcoming Robert Zemeckis film Pinocchio.
1: Yeah, that's right. It's, uh, starring Tom Hanks, the guy who invented, uh, motion capture for Polar Express.
0: Yes. Yes. He voiced every single character in that movie, Ren.
1: That's right. He was the conductor. He was the homeless man. Yep. He was Santa. He was the little boy. He was the bell noise.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he was all- each of the elves as well.
1: Yeah, then, like, uh- it's cool because it was like it's like a reverse uh, Norbit, where instead of like cloning the man so you can play a bunch of different people, it's mm-hmm. just like the same guy doing the voice.
0: Yeah. Uh, are you bummed that we never watched the Norbit episode of That's a Raven?
1: The uh, Thanksgiving episode with yeah. the gravy boat. Yeah. I am bummed. We should we should go back and watch that this this Thanksgiving.
0: Yeah, I think that would be really good for us. It was she plays like the baby in that episode as well. That's what I most remember keeping me up at night baby raven baby raven so um yeah i mean i i might watch pinocchio it's on disney plus so it's not like i need to go out of my way to watch it
1: and you 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 tend to like the live action disney remakes anyways uh
0: yeah like 50 50 yeah like i you say that i think just because i'm a big uh i will uh die for aladdin (laughs) and pretty much i think that's the only one that i like really liked i i was pretty good to okay with beauty and the beast i did not Um,
1: beauty and the beast
0: i did not like lion king
1: yep uh is it just
0: are those really those just the three am i missing something Uh, there's uh i mean i didn't see dumbo tim burton's dumbo i never watched cinderella i probably haven't seen all of them cinderella i didn't see there's dumbo which i haven't seen there's jungle
1: book which i haven't seen
0: oh jungle book was actually it was it was okay that's what I've heard. I've heard
1: Jungle Book is the best of these.
0: Yeah, it was uh it was okay. It was fine.
1: There's uh Mulan, which I didn't see.
0: No, oh, yeah. That but I don't think that's a that's more of like uh we're doing mu- like Mulan differently.
1: New Mulan, like New yeah. Super Mario Brothers? It was
0: exactly like New Super Mario Brothers. Yeah.
1: I think that's all of them, right?
0: Uh, I think so. Yeah yeah that sounds like all of them oh they did a lady in the tramp as well i saw that that was just straight to disney plus
1: i forgot that came out
0: yeah it was fun i watched it with lily so like that was
1: that's the right target audience you know
0: yeah yeah i don't think she particularly cared for it so i don't doubt it no no um all right Ren. let's uh you watch the tigger
1: movie yeah, I uh, I saw the uh, theatrically theatrically released Disney mm-hmm. tune feature film, the Tigger movie.
0: Yeah, um, so it started out in the first ten minutes, friend, It had me. It and, had like me. it got you. Yeah, I was like, I was like, oh, this is maybe this is gonna be good. And then I remembered that I really don't like any of the Winnie the Pooh characters, <laughs> and. Then it got dragged down by being a very straightforward plot for seventy minutes. I, I was like, a lot less enthusiastic.
1: I just, I don't know. We, we talked about it before. I don't really like Winnie the Pooh to begin mm-hmm. with. Mm-hmm. I, I was never compelled by it as a child. I tend to find it very boring, very bland. I don't yeah. really feel that that was any different here. Uh, like mm-hmm. on a conceptual level, I can like you know now that we watched like a couple of Disney Tune things, we've seen like the Goofy movie. You know, I can kind of appreciate that, you know, Disney Tune has kind of made a habit of being like, oh, let's take these kind of, like, side characters to, like, the lead and give them a little time in, like, the limelight. Like, conceptually, I like that idea. It's mm-hmm. so like, that's, that's a fine premise for, like, a Tigger movie, and I'm sure yeah. for someone who, like, mm-hmm. actually cares about Winnie the Pooh, it's even more fun and exciting.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, so, but, yeah. But, like,
1: I think, like, the fatal flaw for uh-huh. me here is that, like... It's half of a like a straightforward Winnie the Pooh movie, and then half like your standard Disney Tune shit where like they're throwing in like action sequences in peril where <laughs> it's totally unneeded and unnecessary for like even the emotional arc of the film. yeah, the fact that we go from like Tigger is very sad because he wants to have a family, and we end with Tigger and Roo do like Super Smash Bros parkour. To save their friends from an
0: avalanche, mm-hmm. like what? What? <laughs> yeah, but the avalanche was new. Ren. that's not. I mean, that's un-un-treaded uh, territory in the world Price. of Disney tunes. What is an
1: avalanche but a cold waterfall?
0: Yeah, that's what I. I, I felt like it was a good combination of the two because we it felt waterfallish, and then all of a sudden there was nothing beneath them, and they were just free falling. <laughs> and I right.
1: said, to death." <laughs>
0: Yeah, and I said, okay, so now we're just, you know, above a great height, which is the other one. It felt like a like a mesh, like it yeah, would be dude. in the middle of the Venn diagram for Disney like, tunes.
1: Even at their most creative, we saw the
0: outline. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, I was thinking that uh, moving forward, we should probably kind of uh, like place, place a little bet on whether it's going to be a waterfall or a uh, hanging from a great height climax moment
1: the two scariest things that can happen (laughs) to you in life oh and also being imprisoned
0: yeah i feel like what happened yeah yeah imprisoned can happen but usually imprisoned leads to you getting out and then potentially falling from a great height
1: yeah that's right if you go to jail chances are you will fall off a cliff or you know find a waterfall somewhere along the way
0: maybe a floating castle or floating mansion whatever that was uh (laughs) in ducktales yeah could be any of those so um <laughs> yeah um so which winnie the pooh character irritated you the most here the most yeah
1: i think this time around it was tigger
0: yeah the lead
1: i, I did not feel fully sympathetic towards his plight well
0: so was he gaslit
1: It it's Tigger's fault for adding the bit where they said they were going to come visit him. They didn't. No one lied. They are his family, and he comes to realize that message at the end too. Mm -hmm. No one lied to him. It's Mm -hmm. Tigger's own fault for jumping to conclusions. You know, putting his friends in a tight spot, and like you know, indulging his worst qualities as a man.
0: Uh, (laughs) As a Tigger, you mean? (laughs) Yeah, as a Tigger. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I, I didn't feel like it was entirely his fault. You don't think you, like... think you think he was gaslit? <laughs> I think he was gaslit by his friends and then none of them, none of them wanted to tell him otherwise. I think he probably struggles with reading. And yeah, I don't, just thought, I, I, that. I think he just thought that that was part of the letter. Yeah. And then his friends helped him prepare for what they knew would be no one. And then there, his friends doubled down by painting themselves and putting on costumes, which, by the way, sounds like, you know, a dark part of American history. <laughs> um, and showing up at his house.
1: Bryce, Yeah. if I came to your house dressed up in a full Bryce costume and like I somehow fell over, and you saw that my face was peeling off, <laughs> would you come over and rip off the rest of my face?
0: Yeah, I would. <laughs> I'd be like, wait a second, that's not me, but as a, like, me, but really short, or me, but, you know, with deathly scary black eyes.
1: Imagine how embarrassed Tigger mm-hmm. would have felt if he actually peeled off one of his family members' faces in that moment.
0: Oh my gosh, yeah. Finally reunited and accidentally takes off their skin. <laughs> Whoops! Whoopity doo! <laughs> this exactly how <laughs> you say it. Yeah. Um, I found rabbit. Rabbit was the most irritating the first time. She is just nails on a chalkboard.
1: Rabbit is insufferable. Yeah. Like uh, you know, like a super Squidward. That's what I always thought of as a kid.
0: Super Squidward. Yeah. Yeah, that feels right. Uh, just like an annoying, obnoxious, like. And even when, so when they're all getting ready to gaslight Tigger and Rabbit shows up (laughs) and is like, and they all pause and Rabbit's like, winter's coming. That was weird, right?
1: Maybe Rabbit's been binging Game of Thrones. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: Winter is coming. We best prepare. (laughs) Pooh. Go be a, uh, he has to go and be part of, what is the Black Watch? The Night's Watch. Night's Watch. Yeah, he's got to go, got to go to the wall.
1: What do you think, uh, do you think Christopher Robin would do well against the White
0: Walkers? (laughs) (laughs) I think he'd be fine. You want to know why? Why? I think that whatever would happen with the White Walkers would happen, and then Christopher Robin would show up afterwards. (laughs) So I think he would be A-OK no matter what happens.
1: He'd, like, just miss it. He'd arrive, like, in time to let us know why the White Walkers came.
0: Yeah. What the message
1: of their arrival
0: was. He'd show up and he'd be like... Night King? Like, uh, is that what he's called? Is that the, the lead yeah, guy? Yeah, the Night King. Yeah, the Night King. He'd be like, Night King? What have you been up to? You have a knife in your belly. Uh,
1: <laughs> the Night King explains that, you know, when mm-hmm. you kill a Night King, all the White Walkers die. <laughs>
0: <dying out. laughs> Silly Night King. You didn't need to take over a kingdom. We're all part of your kingdom.
1: Christopher nice. Robin bends the knee, <laughs> wears fealty to the Night King. <laughs> oh my gosh,
0: yeah. Um, he like, okay. Let's let's just talk about the movie. Let's do that. Oh, do you you got some, some fun first? facts? Yeah, give us some fun facts.
1: Okay, I we're starting with a, a really amazing piece of trivia tonight. Okay, I read this and had to do a double take just to like mm-hmm. make sure I actually read what I read. Yep. The original trailer for the movie, as well as several commercial spots, used the song Semi-Charmed Life by Third Eye Blind. This had to be changed, however, because the song is about being addicted to crystal meth.
0: Yeah, you gotta get rid of that one.
1: Like, that, that's like Probably the kind of mistakes fit. you never hear Disney
0: Yeah, well that but this is Disney Tunes we're talking about. This is so. Disney Tunes, this
1: is a different <laughs> breed
0: i don't think they're being watched too closely they're the ones who when disney tunes invite them over invites like all the other uh animators over they're surprised that their studio isn't just like a trailer park <laughs> they're like oh you live in a house it's not like a suit it's not not like a very nice house yeah but like you the know kitchen and the living room are both the same place yes yeah they just bleed into uh into each other so, so yeah
1: it was originally planned as a direct-to-video movie Mm-hmm. Until Disney chairman Michael Eisner heard the yeah. Sherman brothers score and Michael Eisner decided to release it theatrically, theatrically. Oh. You know so who the was, sh-
0: was the music good enough in this movie to justify a theatrical release? It wasn't, but I, do you know who the Sherman brothers are? I do know who the Sherman brothers are. Yeah. So like, it, I, this was definitely not their best work, but no. I wonder, Michael Eisner was pretty, he was kind of a k- k- kooky guy. Um so he probably thought that that alone would fill seats. Go to Sherman that Brothers score. This,
1: I actually assumed that this one was the actual of the animation and art style. That's what, like
0: it's, yeah. It's not
1: like great, but it's better than like most of the Disney tune stuff we've seen and it's pretty consistent.
0: It definitely is. Yeah, it it looked there were certain scenes that actually looked like okay to maybe even nice. Yeah. Um it, it has a very distinct style. Um, but it really fit in. It was good. Um, okay, so I didn't even know that it was the Sherman Brothers that wrote this music.
1: Yeah, this was the first Disney movie they worked on since Bedknobs and Broomsticks in 1971.
0: Wow. So They, they
1: broke their Disney sounds for this.
0: Well, so the first Disney movie... When did... I don't know. You're Not like you would know, but um they did a bunch of like disney park music as well oh did they so the, yeah pirates life for me um grim grinning ghosts uh great big beautiful tomorrow so there's a
1: chance they probably weren't working with disney during that whole time then
0: yeah all yeah. right they're uh they're pretty close with each other those sherman brothers at disney the, uh,
1: <clears throat> the credit song mm-hmm. your heart will lead you home is a collaboration between the Sherman Brothers and Kenny Loggins, oh. which marks the very first time the Sherman Brothers ever worked with another songwriter.
0: Oh. Um, I didn't make it. Like, I was, I was out as soon as the first credit <laughs> popped up. So I
1: always watch the credits for these. Wow,
0: Ren. You are dedicated. I am. I'm committed. Yeah, when uh, you told me last night that you'd already watched the Chigger movie, I was like, good for you. I, I you know <laughs> don't, don't say good for me.
1: I wanted to just get it out of the way. Yeah. It wasn't like a, oh, I'm going to be prepared for this. It's like I just I want this done now.
0: Yeah, rip it off like a band-aid. I, it took me uh the Disney Tunes ones have been really painful for me and I've had to do like three separate readings <laughs> of them of just like I'll watch 30 minutes and then it's like okay, I need to go do something that I enjoy. Um uh, just <laughs> to, like remind myself that there is life out there. And then for I For me it's better
1: to get it all done in one. <laughs>
0: yeah yeah like
1: the thought of having to come back to the mm-hmm. Tigger movie two more times I think fills me with more dread than just watching it once
0: yeah yeah well so because what's bad about it right is if I if I do that then like tonight I sat down to eat dinner and I would rather watch like a rerun of something or something like that now I'm by myself so just like on my phone um but no I had to finish freaking Tigger movie. <laughs> horrible um wait
1: wait 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 you th- you're telling me that you think the first theatrical Winnie the Pooh movie to feature an original story okay. and not be made up from a collection of shorts is terrible
0: i mean it's no seasons of giving <laughs> right Which uh,
1: i gave a negative 4 and you gave it 2
0: yeah yeah <laughs> no seasons of giving yeah um do you have any other trivia
1: yeah, I got one really
0: nice piece of trivia I got off
1: uh, IMDb that has no elaboration to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tigger merchandise includes bathrooms, too.
0: Merchandise. Okay. Thanks, IMDb. <laughs> I'm not... <laughs> Something leaked. Something <laughs> leaked. Um, Jim Cummings, voice of Tigger.
1: Yeah, that's right. The uh, old Tigger auditioned for the movie, mm-hmm. and they told him his voice was too raspy.
0: Yeah. That's what Somebody happens.
1: Said, You're done.
0: <laughs> yep. And they brought him in. He, um, I mean, talk about someone, we're just talking about the Sherman brothers making some Disney dough. This guy. <laughs> I think Puppets has
1: been in every single Disney tune movie we've watched
0: up he, to this point. He pretty much has been. He's so, con- like, he's Pete, he's Tigger. He, um, like, r- the guard in Aladdin. Yep. Like, he's just, everywhere and then if you look at his imdb he like even to now like he's still doing stuff for disney
1: i wish i could have that level of job security
0: yeah it's insane just like Um,
1: knowing that no matter what disney will cast you in whatever
0: mm -hmm. yeah they need a voice and it needs to be a little bit raspy maybe friendly maybe mean he can do it um like much like i think he's a pretty good voice actor like yeah i agree so versatile and stuff um He's also he's Hondo Ohnaka, um he's the voice of Hondo Ohnaka from Star Wars. Really? Yeah, yeah. He's the traitor. I know that. Yeah, the space pirate himself, Hondo Onaka. So, um, but here he was in the lead. What do you so as like a big
1: head, What do you think of his interpretation of Tigger? Uh, if I felt like the same energy. Like, I, I can't really hear a difference as someone who, like, no. has no real, you know, Winnie the Pooh fondness.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it sounded the the same as I would imagine Tigger to sound. Um,
1: uh, oh, another piece of trivia, now that we're talking about Jim Cummings, this is actually his favorite Winnie the Pooh movie.
0: Well, yeah, he was the lead. He got paid the most for this one. Isn't he
1: usually the lead? He's Winnie the Pooh!
0: Oh, no, he's Tigger! Is, does he not also voice Winnie the Pooh? I would be surprised, but... Maybe. Yeah, Bryce, he does. What? So he, he's he, he's the Tom Hanks of the Poohverse? Yeah, he voices Winnie the Pooh. Oh my god. He also,
1: he also voices the Tasmanian devil, your favorite.
0: But and he's Tigger as well. Yeah,
1: he's Tigger as well.
0: I am Okay. So he was
1: originally Winnie the Pooh, and then he got the role as Tigger.
0: This guy is crazy. This guy he is, is absolutely crazy, Ren.
1: What an insane career.
0: Uh you think I am blown away, like by his IMDB. Um
1: Wow! He played the main villain in one of my favorite games ever,
0: East. He's also uh <laughs> voices some ghosts. Yeah, in the Christopher Robin movie, like the live action one, he pops up there. Um, he's just like, he's got something on him. Elder Scrolls he's popped up in. Yeah, because he does some video games. He's done he's fuzzy lumpkins and Powerpuff Girls.
1: Yeah, he's in all the Kingdom Hearts games. Um, He's in some Fallout games.
0: Phineas and Ferb. Oh, the Star Wars. So it must have been Hondo. Yeah, he just like gets me. Good for him. Maybe someday no? we can do that.
1: What a non-stop career
0: yeah he's just been going and going and going
1: and like you could point out to like a handful of these roles like oh this is obviously his best role
0: oh yeah yeah uh like in any cartoon you can think of he's done like at least one voice or something um jimmy neutron jeez lilo and stitch uh the mummy tv series apparently that was a thing oh boy oh boy um all right let's talk uh shrek captain of the guards that also adds up um all right so what do we think of of this movie
1: what did I think of this movie, The Tigger Movie?
0: Well, let's talk about uh, what do my notes say. What are some plot lines? Oh, and I clicked away. I've been looking at Jim Cummings, so I clicked away from <laughs> Hulk for a little bit, but it's back on my screen now. I'm not going to go back.
1: Okay, cool. Don't so rewind anything in She-Hulk. I've,
0: I will not. Once I've seen it, or once I've support like it's been, I it's been in the background. I can't go back. Uh, Does you know what's
1: me? a plot point in this movie?
0: What's a plot point in this movie? A boulder. Tigger, yeah, we gotta get the boulder up. Rabbit builds a whole machine. Because the boulder almost kills Eeyore. Do you think Eeyore wanted to die? Yeah, and yeah. he pretty much multiple times throughout this movie, when the frogs are on top of him and he's, like, sinking into the mud. And he's like, this is my time to go. Let me die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. He's probably pretty upset that they keep pulling him out of out of this dark place. He's the only one who actually wanted to fall out of the avalanche yeah please let me go but Eor, if we let go you're gonna fall down the avalanche I know that means you die I know. Oh,
1: worth it.
0: yeah um was it unsettling to you when they were uh, trying to do like the boulder pulling machine when poo came undone.
1: Yeah, so I guess they're like, uh... I guess they're just dolls. They're not, like, animals.
0: Yeah, they're stuffed animals.
1: But, like, I thought they became animals when they entered the, you know... Yeah. The sacredness of the 100-acre wood. It's
0: confusing. Because we never see it referenced again.
1: It's just... His strength came undone, came undone?
0: Yeah. Yeah, he probably had to put it, put it back together. Go home. Sew himself back up. Yeah, we get, uh... We get that... Uh, Because Tigger is like running all over the place asking people to bounce with him and no one wants to bounce because you know, they got stuff to do, right? Like they don't have the Tigger gene that makes them bounce. No. Nope. And that's when Tigger is like, oh I just gotta find my own family. And I'll be good. Gotta find my nice. crew. Yeah.
1: Tigger already has a family. Can't he see that?
0: Mm, not yet takes him a little bit takes him a little bit to find his family yeah he uh so here's what kills me so his whole plot line here is like I'm not like anyone else here I need to find my family he's Friend. not
1: like other animals in the hundred acre wood
0: yeah they all other than Ruin Kanga. Kinga they're all no one has a family What? yeah the only one of that all of them so what like what is he getting at? Is he special or something? Tigger just
1: thinks he's better than everyone. Yeah. You know, no one has a family but oh, so I have a family. Like obviously I do, even though you don't. Yeah. I'm Tigger.
0: He's got main character syndrome, which like being the main character of this movie did not do well for him. No, it didn't. No, it only hurt him. Um Yeah, he sings what is someone like me, does like a bluesy song. Um, he only likes people like himself. Yes. Well, didn't, I don't. I don't think he only likes people like himself. <laughs> but in this movie, he pretty much like he rejects the others.
1: He rejects them until he realizes they were tiggers all along,
0: deep down. Yeah. Well, because Rue wants the alley oop or bounce with him, which uh, had me turning turtle how come it just they seemed like one and the same they were written uh together also like uh tigger keeps swords in his house yeah. like yeah, multiple he, re- he has like uh swords from the war
1: he has like an old musket that he mm-hmm. got from for robin's dad when he was when they were out hunting once
0: so uh, tigger pelts,
1: will animal pelts
0: tigger will sometimes accompany christopher robin's dad to go hunting
1: yeah, they'll, he'll hunt other animals with Christopher Robin's
0: dad. Yeah, I wouldn't trust Tigger with any uh, weapons. Have you seen his
1: paws? I feel like he'd, like, give him a shotgun. He'll either blast you or himself. What?
0: <laughs> like, by accident, not intentionally. Like, and how, how quickly? Like, how long could Tigger hold it without accidentally pulling the trigger in, a, I think in any less direction? Less than a minute. Okay. Less than a minute, and then Tigger Tigger's sending that thing a blazing. Like he'll
1: either point it at you as a joke or look at inside the barrel?
0: Yeah. Uh he'd press it, nothing would happen, look at it. Yeah. He'd fall into that cartoon trap immediately. Um Yeah, uh, we do get some bouncing rules. Did you like the rules to bouncing?
1: Break them down for me again, please.
0: Yeah, so rule number one was always bounce in a well lit area. Uh rule number the next one uh, was don't bounce near an open flame. Rule number three is don't bounce right after eating or you'll get tail cramps. And rule number four is don't ever forget rule number three.
1: All right. Those are all pretty reasonable.
0: Yeah. Um, Tail cramps.
1: What do, what do you think a tail cramp feels like? Awful. I think it feels like sitting on ten knives.
0: Yeah. Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why you don't want to, if you bounce right after eating, it'll be like you're sitting on ten knives. It's very painful. Yeah. Very um painful. I don't know about the whole like the tail thing.
1: Like the tail cramp or like the fact that there are tails at all?
0: Ah, like just tails. I don't think Roo should have been able to bounce. Rue should not have been able to bounce.
1: I think at the end of the movie he should have tried and failed and just like fell deep into fell. the
0: snow. Yeah, but that, then Tigger could have bounced down to get him and then bounced up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Would have added to the climax a little bit more.
1: This is a yeah. movie after all. It's not called the Tigger and Roo movie.
0: Yeah, Roo was an uh, an odd choice to be like the secondary here.
1: Yeah, like I, uh... you know, what do what do you know about Roo? Tell me about Roo. You like him, right? You son, like of,
0: son of son K- of son of Kanga. um, led the operation to gaslight Tigger. <laughs> Um, he also appeared to be the only one that cared about Tigger. Like, he pretty much- his whining is what got Tigger into the situation and out of the situation.
1: He just thinks his friend Tigger is so cool.
0: Which is weird. How, like, I don't know how old they all are. Like, Rue's the youngest, that's obvious.
1: Yeah, he's a baby.
0: So I don't know...
1: <laughs> it's yeah. it's too big of an age gap, no matter what. Okay.
0: Like, Game of Thrones, would that be...
1: Yeah, let's call it a let's call it a Game of Thrones gap.
0: Okay. Okay. <laughs> um Pooh doesn't know what a tigger is. Yeah, that was weird. They like look in the swamp for a a tigger.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they um, don't know what they're doing. You know they just they wanted to have a swamp scene.
0: Yeah. They they'd already paid for the swamp and they just didn't they know what to do with it. it. Yeah. Uh, let's have Pooh wander around in it um there's this empty locket which is uh also like not sentimental supposed to be this like tigger's
1: family care to leave anything behind why should we care
0: yeah um where did tigger come from where did any of them come from nowhere because they're stuffed animals maybe
1: uh like maybe christopher robin creates them like a god
0: yeah it's it's all in his imagination, which is weird because Christopher Robin is gone for the majority of what's happening. Well, th-
1: that's the time that he's not thinking.
0: But he's not thinking. He okay. stops
1: thinking, but his his thoughts keep uh, existing.
0: Yep. Okay, and then they get put back in there. Okay, that all adds up. Yeah. Um. I said the movie's kind of sad. Tigger uh, gets a letter that his friends falsified, <laughs> making it seem like... His family is coming to visit, and then he sets out a red carpet and he tells them all that they're coming tomorrow. And they're like, Uh oh, who wants to tell him? And none of them tell him that they aren't coming tomorrow. Yeah. Um, Would
1: you be upset if I did that to you?
0: Yes. But like, how upset? I would be. So, you know who I was thinking about in this? Uh I think there's a movie that we've seen that is very similar to this, or has similar like bones to this. And it's uh, Cumberbatch Grinch. <laughs> Imagine if Cumberbatch Grinch was told that his family is coming to see him. And then only to have the rug pulled out from underneath him. Yeah. I'd like to see that. Mm-hmm. But
1: like without the part at the end where he realized that his friends were his family the whole time.
0: Yeah. Ouch. <laughs> um. He like Cumberbatch Grinch like is straight up like dating Cindy Lou Who's mom in the end, right?
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure like he becomes her stepdad. He uh, like looks at her. He like winks and says, "I'm your dad now, kid."
0: <laughs> call you don't need to call me Grinch anymore. Call, call me, me Dad. Yeah, call me Papa. <laughs> when will we see the next Grinch iteration? Let's. I'm thinking like half a decade. You think in five years we'll see? Uh, I think in five years we will at the
1: very least hear like rumblings of like oh a new Grinch is coming did you yeah. hear did you hear the news I heard there's gonna be a new Grinch
0: what if we got like out of nowhere a sequel to Jim Carrey Grinch
1: Grinch 2 Grinch 2 what would it be about
0: I don't know like would they try to bring it like commit to he's gotta steal a holiday
1: oh, I know what they can do yeah we call it Grinches the S is a 2 oh we okay all, we get all the Grinch actors together To kind of like unite Mm -hmm. and like, uh, I don't know, they do like some kind of super Grinch thing. What's Mm -hmm. like three times Christmas?
0: Yeah, into the Grinch verse.
1: they They'll steal whatever like triple Christmas is.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Yeah, they thought too small the first time. Now they have to steal it from all dimensions. (laughs) Christmas can never exist in anyone's mind ever again.
1: Uh, oh i yeah. okay the first christmas they go back in time to steal uh, baby jesus they kill
0: jesus okay <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or steal him. <laughs> probably steal
1: <laughs> kill him too. i mean maybe they'll maybe like at the end it'll be like oh let's not kill jesus and that'll be like the uplifting message we end on like the grinch has decided not to kill the son of god okay. or does that start christianity earlier
0: does you know, it start that earlier start be- earlier
1: philosophical debate here oh
0: my god it probably would we're not gonna get into it it probably (laughs) would though um thank you grinches oh no um okay um what else happened rabbit rabbit screams about winter which annoyed me because so rabbit comes they're all preparing for this big party for tigger and then rabbit's like comes in and is like, winter's coming! Like, we prepare for winter. And then they're all like, oh yeah. Who's like, I don't have my honey for winter. I guess we should all go. And if he was like, no, everyone. Like, think about Tigger. I It was a whiplash, whatever was happening there. I don't know why they had Rabbit come in. I don't know why they had that moment.
1: They needed that moment so it made sense when it snowed later, Bryce. Otherwise, the weather wouldn't make sense when it happens. I
0: hate Rabbit. <laughs> hate rabbit i hate rabbit i hate rabbit um if i were at disney and like all the winnie the pooh characters came out to like sign my autograph book i'd tell rabbit i'm good
1: <laughs> you would hand
0: out your book and then like
1: pull it back like yeah second yeah.
0: thought, <laughs> rabbit i'm good yeah vile human being <laughs> um yeah to take runs away we get 20 minutes of everyone everyone Everyone, Tigger included, yelling Tigger. Um, I mean, Tigger. Well, he's yelling Tiggers. Everyone else is just yelling Tigger. They're all looking for Tigger.
1: Can you see him? Do you find him? Did you spot him?
0: Yeah. And then there's an avalanche. <laughs> <laughs> and Tigger lives there. Yeah, Tigger survived. <laughs> yeah. We were the family the whole time, Tigger. And Tigger finds out that they were the ones that wrote the letter and is not upset.
1: It was a happy ending after all, Bryce. Yeah. What if Christopher Robbins had a mean friend named John John who would go to the Hundred Acre Wood and like say like teach the animals rude words, and then when Christopher Robin would come back, Tigger would be like, oh, Christopher Robin, I stepped in shit today? (laughs) And Christopher Robin would be like, What? You watch that (laughs) Winnie the Pooh movie? Who
0: who taught you that, Tigger? John John did.
1: And, like it, the movie would be about like confronting John John and like teaching John John a lesson
0: only to find out. Wait for it, wait for it that John John is just Christopher Robin, but fourteen.
1: Did he come back in time or did or does he like age up randomly?
0: It's like so the the toys are still attached to him as a kid,
1: oh, okay. So
0: it's like their memory of Christopher Robin is what's there, but really, it's just Christopher Robin. Who now goes by John John.
1: (laughs) He he changed his name to John John.
0: (laughs) Oh, John John. Yeah, little poops. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's exactly what it is. Um, He doesn't call donkey. uh, He doesn't call Eeyore a donkey anymore. He definitely uses another word. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, All right, Ren. Um, What are some reviews? Yeah,
1: Bryce. This is a 10 out of 10 review. Written by uh, Jamie Waters from February 12- 20th, 2012. Yep, yep, the yep. The title is Best Movie Ever.
0: Okay. Mm <clears throat>
1: It is the best movie ever made. You will enjoy watching this amazing family movie. There is nothing like this. You will enjoy this one of a kind movie. This is a great movie. You have to watch this amazing movie. It is one of the best films ever. You will say, Wow, let's watch that again. It is a classic. There is nothing like this. The Tigger movie is a classic. You will enjoy. Go see this. It is a sweet movie. You just have to watch this amazing film. Go see this wonderful movie today. You want to be sorry? This is a great film. I never saw a movie like this. It is a movie that I could watch more than once or twice is how good this movie is you will not believe your eyes i did not believe my eyes it was that good go see this beautiful movie today there is nothing like this it is a big 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 hit i never saw a movie like this
0: why did donald trump write a review for the tigger movie
1: (laughs) there's no punctuation in that
0: yeah (laughs) (laughs) this is big it's gonna be a big hit you're gonna love it it's a good movie a great it's an movie amazing
1: movie it's amazing an incredible movie. film i've never seen anything like it
0: yeah yeah um, all right give me a mid-review you got yeah, a yeah.
1: mid-review this is a five out of ten review by cinema fan uh from august twenty sixth, 2006 five out of ten tigger family values no one ages in the world that is walt disney's not even in the hundred acre wood The ever-youthful Christopher Robin and his imaginary friends such as Winnie the Pooh, Piglet, Eeyore, Roo, Kanga, Rabbit, Owl, and yes, the infamous Tigger are all here. They never leave. The Winnie the Pooh brand name had never been produced once more by the Walt Disney Company. This was to become the Tigger movie without, sadly, the original voice that was Paul Winchell, 1922-2005 who was many years had been given us all fun and frolics with his ever-lovable, or annoying, whatever your perspective may be, character Tigger, via a voice of lovable believability and honesty. Here we have the new voice for a new generation, Jim Cummings, not entirely a new corner, as he had a voiced Tigger during the 1988 shows The New Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. While listening to the new voice, I'm afraid for me it just does not make it with a comparison to listening to an elderly gentleman who quite simply had forgotten, put his false teeth back in. While the Americanization of the associating voices are just bearable, the only English voice here is the narration of John Hurt. The animation here is your same old, same old character profiling, as expected with historical characters and their evolution into the modern technical age. But as with this movie in particular, it is clean, sharp, colorful, and ordinary. It isn't about the quality of the messenger, With the importance of the message that the Tigger movie portrays, in typical Walt Disney fashion, we have the moral standings of family values and friendships that can overcome doubt and loneliness, wherever and whoever the sufferer may be. Friends and family are always near to give the boost back to the land of smiles, happiness, and championship. They never disappoint. This is really a movie that can be blessed by children from all around the world with its Tigger silliness, the half a dozen or so songs that accompany any Disney production such as this, and the heartwarming all rounder of a story that will have them happy to have been a part of the Tigger family movie.
0: What'd you think, Bryce? Sorry, I was uh, I responded, but I wasn't I Yep. So was that a five? <laughs> yeah, that was a five. Yeah, you would never know. No, you wouldn't.
1: I can't I couldn't really tell just reading it.
0: Yeah, maybe it was a 5 out of 5.
1: He loved it. Yeah. Uh, Do you want to hear a 1 out of 10? Yeah. This is by DK54321 from March 1st, 2000. Don't waste your money. This isn't the Tigger you know and love. (laughs) Don't waste your money. This isn't the Tigger you know and love. My whole family was so bored, we walked out halfway through. While Winnie the Pooh and Tigger, too, may not have all the charm and sensitivities of the original book by A.A. Milne, this film has all the warmth and love of a corporate executive squeezing the last cent out of a beloved but deceased author of delightful books for children. I usually enjoy Disney movies, as do my children, but everything you've heard about Disney ruining a children's classic is true in this case. The whole plot is laid out in the first five minutes of a movie that has all the dramatic pacing of The Land Before Time. The flat characters sing incredibly dull musical numbers, while bouncing randomly around the screen with animation that would look amateurish from anyone, let alone Disney. In Winnie the Pooh and Tigger 2, Tigger was brash, but lovable. Now he's just rude, condescending, and obnoxious. If he were a neighbor, you wouldn't let your kids play with him. Skip the movie, and don't bother with the video. Instead, walk across the street, buy a good book, and read it to your kids. You'll be glad you did.
0: What? Read a damn book, Bryce. I But didn't they say it was a good movie at one point as well? I don't know. These all blend together. I don't... Ren. He took, I don't he think so. left
1: halfway through. He hates Winnie the Pooh and Tigger, too.
0: Well, the old Tigger or the Tigger... What is it? The Tigger I used to know?
1: Yeah, it's the Tigger we used to now know. Now you're
0: just some Tigger that I used to know. Some <laughs> Tigger. i that's how he sings. Oh woo! Um
1: Rugo Ruggy. How do you think Tigger would do on Love Island? How would Tigger?
0: Tiger would be. Get Zimmy? I think Zita and Tigger? I think Tiger would be, you know, uh raising some stripes if you get what I'm saying. Uh, to quote Zita,
1: Bryce, you are bussin.
0: Mm. So bussin. Ren. I opened tables. up. Uh, I opened up the finale of it. Yeah, and I clicked to the end. Are you kidding me? Why am I gonna watch ninety minutes of these people I've already watched for too long?
1: Because you've already made it this far. I don't care. What's the point? What's even the point?
0: To just verify that Timmy and Zeta won.
1: Of course they won, but Bryce, it's Mm -hmm. the emotion of getting there and knowing they'll eventually win that, you know, completes the experience.
0: Yeah, but also, they're not gonna stay together. They're not, none of them are. What's not the point of this. What is? What is the point? (laughs) It's a game. It's a game. It's fun. Okay, well, I don't think. The point is obviously the $100,000 prize. Which she decided to split.
1: I mean, that's still $50,000.
0: Yeah, do people usually split it in the season? Two I actually don't know. Like,
1: his- I don't know historically what, ha- what happened. Yeah. I think last season for USA, they did split it.
0: Yeah. Because like, I-
1: it's also like one of those things where like, if you make it that far and you don't split it, you are doing something behind the scenes, like conniving. What's you know what wrong I mean? with that? No,
0: there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But
1: like, no, I'm not saying there's like anything <laughs> wrong with that from like a gameplay perspective. But yeah. I'm saying it would be much harder for like the American public to vote that person in i think
0: imagine going on love island and only playing for the money (laughs) like being like and i mean playing like hard for the money which means like going all in on someone and then as soon as like the money situation happens uh getting zero dollars and being like all right i'm out it really would have
1: changed things (laughs) if zina just kept the money and walked
0: yeah, I think I'm gonna keep the money. Or... That, that was the swerve Timmy had been foreshadowing. Or you could be manipulating them for the entire time, saying that you really need the money. Right? So, like, yeah, I got, like, I have student loans, like, I have I have some really big expenses. Oh, I, I was thinking like, I'm gonna bills. die, like,
1: a few months after I leave the island.
0: I mean, it could be that, too. Could be like, that, you're too. Gonna go
1: for it, go for it, right? Really,
0: really manipulate. Um... There was a famous Survivor player who, uh, once a season, the loved ones come in, Ren, to uh, to like participate in a challenge. And then one of the contestants wins the challenge and they get to invite a loved one back to camp or whatever. Yeah. And so in it's season, I think it was seven, seven, it was Pearl Islands, uh, a contestant, uh, uh, his friend comes out and the contestant immediately uh, starts crying and then looks at him and, um, the, his friend just looks at him and says, she died, dude. Um, and the story that they present is that, uh, Johnny, his name is Johnny Fairplay. His grandmother was going to come and, you know, visit him on Survivor if she lived, but she died. And so she wasn't able to, to go. And everyone on the tribe is bawling, crying, and then it cuts to him uh, in a confessional. And he says, my grandma's not dead. She's at home watching Jerry Springer. <gasps> um, and it it almost won him the game. Almost won wow. him the whole thing. People carried him, like, a few extra rounds just for the sake of, like, he's doing it for his grandmother. So, you could That's, do that on Love Island.
1: I, but the problem with Love Island is that, you know, there's there's buddy-buddy shit going on.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: what is? So, I, Christ, I
0: Jeff, Jeff's like, like what? did He mean for the second to last episode. He all of a sudden took a nosedive. For what? Why?
1: America loved Jeff. Yeah, But then he did this.
0: Some buddy buddy shit. Yeah.
1: Like so out of nowhere and so unexpected too.
0: Have you nausea? <laughs> um. <laughs> oh my gosh he was vicious
1: his meltdown like the, like it's like someone turned on a switch yeah and, like everything changed
0: and like for what is it like he was friends with phoebe and Chad more so than the others maybe but like okay of course the people that have been here the whole time are gonna be friends yeah and mind you like of that vote like i agree with what they did. I think Jesse and Deb should have left. You think but, so? Yeah, I think so. I think so because I I think that they weren't really. Uh,
1: they kind of they kind of fizzled out at the end.
0: Yeah, because Deb, like, uh, you,
1: you skipped through it, but uh, in the in the last episode during okay, their yeah. date, yeah. What, what, uh, oh, no, you're good. You're good. Jesse, uh, like Deb basically like, put, like, told Jesse that she would be fine with being exclusive, and then like was like, oh, ask me to be your girlfriend again. They are like, exclusive by the end of it. But, like, at that point, I felt like they were, like, circling the drain by then. Like, everything that, like, the the arc of their relationship had already ended.
0: Yeah. It ended, Ren, their relationship, like, as much as I love them both as individual people, and they were an absolute pleasure to watch on Love Island, their relationship ended, like, the first week. Like... I don't know like and then after the whole Casa Moore thing and he comes back and we for the past two weeks their narrative has just been you know he's really working hard to show himself and he's been like I'm working hard to to prove myself but we don't a what does that mean yeah working hard to prove himself does that mean you know pulling her for chats and sitting there and just being his Jesse self or does that just simply mean not looking at other girls like it must just be that. Because in the context of Love Island, that's mm-hmm. how
1: you better yourself. That's what Isaiah like. Oh, that's actually that's actually not all. Isaiah did. He like started going out of his way to like make Sydney breakfast and stuff in mm-hmm. the last few episodes. So yeah. like he was being a bit more caring. But like like in the context of Love Island, that's really all you just need to do. Just like not look mm-hmm. at other women than the person you're partnered with, and you're improving.
0: The parent talk was, uh, who are these people? The parents. Like, it was like, are, are, are you guys? watching this but the ones that were uh like they were pretty happy with isaiah and sydney yeah i was so caught up and like the mom
1: being like oh isaiah didn't say that don't worry y- she can watch the episode you know they're on peacock yeah like what, she's I- gonna go back and hear that isaiah did say that so i don't know what the hell her mom was trying to tell God her
0: smacked um yeah i uh i actually
1: think it was two things that ended up souring deb on jesse at the end yeah what I think Mackenzie got to her because uh-huh. they had a couple chats where, like, Mackenzie was like, "Oh, you know, Jesse's a nice guy, but you're never gonna find problems with nice guys." Yeah. And Deb reacted very poorly when Jesse made himself a micro penis during the peacock challenge, <laughs> and I think she was embarrassed, <laughs> like, legitimately. <laughs> I'm I'm like ninety nine percent convinced this is why, like deb turned on jesse like feeling wise in the last few episodes
0: i just don't get her because she's so goofy yeah like, I that's know, what we right? see and it's like then the second that he starts to be a little bit goofy she's like no no i
1: figured that would be like the exact kind of thing she would eat up and think was hilarious
0: yeah um but it was almost <laughs> like at the same time it was it, it was almost like they just neither of them took it like love island seriously enough yeah um or really like bought into it it was like they were just two friends hanging out together watching you know a bunch of shit go down
1: that is kind of what it feels yeah and like during her like coupling she even says that like she found her best friend and i feel like that was what stood out the most about Mm -hmm. you know her dynamic with jesse the fact that like and like they they are really good friends on like a friendship level Mm -hmm. but i do think like the romantic chemistry isn't like all there and of the three couples, they'll probably be the first one to split up.
0: Yeah. Um. So Isaiah, you know, he's going to see see you in mass. Yeah, we're going to see him in Massachusetts soon.
1: W- should, we, uh, should we message Joel and uh, plan out something for the four of us?
0: I feel like we should warn people. <laughs> I feel like we should warn the state that Isaiah is coming here. Isaiah is coming? Oh, no. Day day? He's awful. I have absolutely no respect for Isaiah. And I have, like, I don't even know how I feel about Sydney. She's also a mess.
1: Uh, the thing like, that bothers me the most about Sydney mm-hmm. is that she made a point to mention how she did not want to seem like a clown in America's mm-hmm. eyes. And then she took Isaiah back, like, three times. Yeah. Like, he got away with everything, he got to have, like, one of the most complete love Island experiences ever mm-hmm. and it was all because Sydney was a doormat
0: he's just he's such a trash human being and he's even awful. like he was trying to preach his own growth this week that he's changed so much that he's learned so much he didn't learn a damn thing he learned that he can get away with whatever he wants yeah that's um, what he learned and Sydney's not gonna put up with it and Sydney's gonna pretty much put up with it Sydney might give him pushback but whatever and also the logic of like if we can survive in here through all of this turmoil we can definitely survive in the real world um no because (laughs) in the real world there's actual stakes like we can
1: survive in here on love island where we get to spend 24 hours together doing nothing but having fun yeah then we can survive (laughs) the real world where you know financial struggles and pressures Mm -hmm. and life gets Mm -hmm. in the way Oh man, Ryan, did you like the baby business? I like that. Uh, Sydney and Isaiah got two. I can't believe they actually won.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. My favorite, my favorite moment of that whole challenge is where, uh, when the girls are talking about sneaking away, and I think it was um, uh, Zeta Zeta, um, says the Deb like. Uh, we're all gonna sneak away and Deb's like oh I'm good to go right now Jesse's asleep in that treehouse and it (laughs) cuts the Jesse asleep face down with the baby like not in a position at all as if it's sleeping it's just like (laughs) it's like legs are bent it's like like a doll it's like if a kid just like threw a doll like somewhere and went to go do something else that's where the baby's sitting I I thought it was hilarious I really like Jesse side eyeing the baby too (laughs) His complete
1: contempt for it?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, man. It's like, that's kind of weird too, because, like, the whole, there was just a lot of talk about, like, so and so is going to be a great mom, or, like, they're going to be such a great dad. It's like, well, Are first they... of all, yeah, that baby's I mean, not. I not trust
1: any of these people with children.
0: No. No. Sydney and Isaiah, I bet just stay together a long time.
1: You think they'll stay together a long time?
0: I think clout. That's what I I assume that a lot of them st- like stick together just cuz they'll make more money if they stay together than apart. There must also like be like the pressure of it all to not seem foolish. Yeah. Like you pair
1: up with someone on Love Island, oh, you break up like 2 weeks later.
0: Yeah. Yeah, cuz usually that's what like Big Brother and stuff, a lot of the couples, actually Big Brother has a pretty high success rate um no never mind i don't have any examples survivor is a high success <laughs> rate as well but bachelor i don't watch the bachelor but i think that they all break up or something and yeah, they must yeah um we got to keep bringing the bachelor back somehow they do they do ren um we definitely got to check out big brother next year because right now there's currently um like two weeks ago uh one white contestant well okay no it starts last year there was a big alliance of uh the six black players in the house all united for the first time like it had never been seen on big brother before they united and they formed a big alliance and they essentially took down the rest of the house and then they were the final six Uh uh-huh um so it it was great it was historic it was cool this year about three weeks ago one of the white contestants uh said to another one of the white contestants, uh, do we think that they're doing that again? <laughs> Re- referring to the, the black contestants currently in the house. Um and the white contestant he said it to said, um, no, if you haven't noticed, they're all like behind each other's back, they're all targeting each other. It's like, no, that's definitely not happening. Um and so that white like, can the the friend, the not the friend, the person who he said it to, uh has been sitting on that information for weeks. And then just yesterday was like, do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to tell everyone in the house what he said. (laughs) Uh, And so now it's been, the past 24 hours have been a a shit show uh, because he, two weeks later as a game move, essentially told the remaining black players that this one player wanted to form an all white alliance, all white coalition, if you will.
1: Bryce, I think watching Big Brother next year will be very fun.
0: (laughs) yeah uh it's been it's chaotic but it's like it's it's uh i don't know is it a game move or is it or is it morally wrong Rand? i don't know i don't know <laughs> pretty skewed when it's a game for 750. <laughs> <laughs> uh um house of the dragon was really good yeah it was really good yeah i'm, six,
1: I'm, I'm so i'm just loving house of the dragon we're only two episodes in six I month time it- jump it's done a... Yeah, we did. We got a six-month time skip. hmm So I figure yeah. we're going to be moving the timeline at a pretty fast pace this season.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, w- I would guess so as well. Um, which is very different than Game of Thrones, but I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing.
1: No, I don't think it's a bad thing. And it, I, it makes... As someone who has read the books and has read Fire and Blood, it makes sense given this uh, period. You know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of table setting that needs to be done but it's mm-hmm. not, like, conducive to, like, a whole season-long arc. Like, uh, the preparation for, like, the Red Wedding is, you know? Yeah. It doesn't yeah. require, like, eight episodes of build-up to get there. It really just requires, like, a few minutes, like, a few scenes, some time stips, time skips to, like, get the point across and, like, make sure that the audience understands, like, these are the characters' motivations, these are, like, the central themes of the series, mm-hmm. these are, like, the ideas we're gonna be exploring.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The surprise marriage. What did you think? I mean, I I saw that coming from yeah. a mile away. I think they telegraphed it pretty well. Um, I think what they also kind of did, Ren. Um, so, Game of Thrones, if I recall. Aged, uh, correct? I mean, so I'm listening to the book right now. Mm-hmm. Um, to the, Not Fire and Blood. I'm listening to Game of Thrones. Oh, Game of Thrones. Um, and... So in that um compared to the show Game of Thrones, they aged up some of the kids. Yes. So um,
1: all the kids in mm-hmm. Game of Thrones are at least 3 years older than they are in the books.
0: Yes. And I can assume that they did that simply for uh in try like trying to make it seem less morally objectionable when we're talking it's- of of marriage and and bedding and all of that Hmm. and so then in this episode last night where we had him uh in a scene with a child yeah talking of such things um it seemed like the only reason why we really got that visual was so our minds could be a little bit more okay with With allison with allison yeah (laughs) yeah um so yeah, and that's why like I felt like it was really telegraphed of like, okay, we're obviously like, um, in the world of Game of Thrones, it would happen. Yeah, but in the show, in like the what are they willing to put in front of a hundred million people, whatever the numbers are? It's not a hundred million, but ten million, yeah. I think, is what it is. Um, yeah, I th- I I was like, uh, they'll have him end up with Allison here. Yeah.
1: In general, I really like that the show has, like, increased everyone's ages. Yeah. Because part of the reason they also, you know, aged up everyone for Game of Thrones originally Mm -hmm. is, like, in part of what you said. It's to kind of, like, make it less morally questionable, like, make it less icky. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, one of the first chapters in a Game of Thrones is called Drogo and a 13-year-old Daenerys on their wedding night. Yeah. Which, you know, it's Mm -hmm. 13. But like another thing is that George George R. R. Martin actually regretted making the characters so young to begin with.
0: Uh, the original mm-hmm.
1: outline for the story included a five year time skip after the Red Wedding, and when got he got you. there, he felt like he couldn't like go through with it. Yeah. So he just had to commit to the fact that the characters were now too young, but were fundamentally acting older than they actually are.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: But I think House of the Dragon made the right call here, like maintaining that, like aging up Rhaenyra, because rhaenyra is supposed to be nine in this uh in like Mm -hmm. the books right now yeah so like aging everyone up to like 15 much
0: Mm -hmm. better yeah yeah um yeah i liked rhaenyra's little act of uh you know having to pick the next uh kingsguard yeah it's Um, a great
1: way of like uh mm -hmm. like showing the audience that you know she's gaining more power but really not enough to like still be in the small council meetings
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um it was it was good. It was a, a good time had by all. I like that there's the uh Damon just has this dragon. Correct. Right? And it's like, Okay, we're just gonna let him run around with the dragon. Um and hope that everything goes okay there, right? We the, don't know.
1: The, the Damon of it all of it all is such a fascinating element in this episode. Mm-hmm like he's missing for like the first 40 45 minutes yeah And it's really only in that last 10 to 15 where he gets like some focus mm-hmm. like the three confront or i guess there's they're really just like oh there are three confrontations like the convert the three confrontations he has with Otto and then Ranira and then core just i i it's just such he's such a layered character right now because we have him in like complete control handling auto mm-hmm. like ready to have the gold cloaks just slaughter the hand of the king and his men with Caraxes right behind him. But he like stands down for Rhaenyra completely, Mm -hmm. even though, you know, she really doesn't have like power in the situation. He has the bigger army, he has the larger dragon, but he respects her and he loves her and cares for her. And then we have the conversation with Corlys where Corlys makes a comment about Viserys and Daemon, you know, despite the fact that he and Corlys are actively plotting together, basically shuts him down and says you are you cannot speak about my brother that way
0: yeah yeah um yeah i thought i thought that was that was an, uh, a cool way to kind of like to end by the way the whatever the like next week on game of thrones whatever that is showed me too much i didn't want to see any of that um you think so? yeah i just i mean i guess i know some, whatever get some people hyped up um i I generally
1: like the next episode previews from what i remember from game of thrones they do tend to be pretty misleading yeah so like i wouldn't put too much stock in it but if i were you if you felt like you saw too much i'd stop watching them
0: yeah yeah um what'd you think about the fact that the theme song uh well so the the sequence the visual sequence was beautiful Yes, I Um, thought
1: the, like, opening animation was incredible.
0: But the same theme song, what do you think?
1: I'm a bit torn on it. Yeah. On one hand, I do like the idea of kind of, like, the franchise synergy there. Yeah. It's like the Star Wars main theme. Mm -hmm. You know, it it gets you in the mood for a very specific feeling, kind of grounds you in the world. Mm -hmm. I think my real issue with the song being reused isn't so much that it was reused, you know, as an aside, I do wish there was a new song just because I would have loved a new opening track. Mm-hmm. But, like, my issue with the song being reused is that it's cut and sped up in some instances. Like, the Game of Thrones actual theme is, like, 20 seconds longer than the variation used for House of the Dragon. And as someone who has watched Game of Thrones, you know, like, countless times on end, has seen that opening sequence, like, a billion times, mm-hmm. I hear the difference. I hear the disconnect. yeah. Like I can hear when like it's cutting from like one part of the song to like <laughs> unnaturally transition to later, mm-hmm. and yeah. I don't I don't really like that element. I like I like the concept of it, and I can respect that they did do that. It's getting a bit of pushback and like being called lazy. I don't think it's necessarily lazy. is
0: it. I haven't. I I have. I'm not in any of the conversations, so I didn't. I brought it up not thinking that it would be th- something people were talking about, but. It's it's really it's
1: something that like book purists are complaining about, and I'm assuming it's just like to complain to complain. Yeah. But like, I don't know. I ultimately I think I would have preferred a new song, something like Targaryen theme that kinda takes from Danny's, you know, lay motif from Game of Thrones. But uh, the actual opening animation I thought was beautiful. I love the blood flowing through King's Landing and like the different cogs are presenting like the Targaryen monarchy
0: yeah yeah i liked uh i don't know it was stunning and it's i think it's more of just like if it ain't broke don't fix it
1: yeah i can see that too i have like one big nitpick about it though what's that so in the game of thrones opening every single like actor crew member like director writer producer has a sigil next to their names for the actors it's the sigil of their characters so like Jon Snow has a direwolf, Tyrion or or uh Peter Dinklage has a lion next to his, Amelia Clark has a dragon. And then like for the directors and the writers, they got to create their own sigils for the opening credits. House of the Dragon doesn't have that. And it's like such a little detail that doesn't matter and will not you know doesn't matter to anyone except me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But I care about it so much.
0: Yeah. Is I it thought a... it was
1: like such a cool little detail mm-hmm. that gave like, you know, it's 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 a way of giving the credits personality but also getting you to actually pay attention to like who the creators are yeah i felt like it made me approach the game of thrones intro with respect to who actually you know was creating the series
0: well you could always do a fan-made one ren
1: that's right Bryce.
0: yeah make one for make one for uh for each of them
1: what did you think about uh the opening sequence
0: with the crabs eating the people on the beach um, reminded me of my last trip to Maine. Yeah, yeah,
1: B- break that down for me.
0: So, I went to Maine, and at the beach, there were crabs, uh, eating people. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that must be, uh, the crab feeder. I hear the uh, small council is trying to do something about that.
0: That's what I hear, but it's been like six months now. You think and so? They haven't really done much about it, so I'm I'm starting to get more worried.
1: I don't know. I I have faith in our king. Did you hear he got a new uh dragon miniature for his playset?
0: I did. I, I did think I think got it for him. Yeah, I heard that from the uh, local ceramicist. <laughs> yeah. That he, he put that together. Uh just for the king to use. I'm very excited. Uh I and, you seriously know, yeah.
1: love that he has like the toy model of valeria and like the little figurines
0: yeah i think the only thing that's missing is like a shot opening of him alone in there like playing with them and then someone comes in and it's like oh like space balls we're missing the space ball shot we need we need house of the dragon needs its space balls moment yeah of like the were you playing with your dolls again sir no uh yeah
1: I uh I will say I really like and respect House of the Dragons' commitment to grossing me out. The hand maggots. Oh
0: Oh my god. I they are such fools.
1: (laughs) They're crazy.
0: The um imagine
1: imagine putting maggots in your cut.
0: (laughs) The um so I just read uh, I'm not far in Game of Thrones, but yeah. I, I just, uh, I got to the chapter that is essentially all about, um, Bran jumping, like, oh. uh, and climbing, like how, how he loves to climb things and how, uh, you know, they've gone, his parents have done everything possible to convince him to not, well, his mom has done everything possible to convince him to not climb. Uh, even getting the local, um, Meister, uh, Meister? Meister. Meister to, uh, to, like, Essentially, build a like a clay version of him, and then toss it off of a high high point to demonstrate what would happen to him. Uh, like absurd. (laughs) These little details
1: in Game of Thrones are just
0: on another level. (laughs) These people are crazy. I do not trust the Maesters at all. Um, they are. They do not have doctorates. They are not oh. medical professionals, and they need to, you know, move aside and let science take control.
1: Should we send the maesters back to school?
0: Yes. Yes, we need to send them back to school. But they're all, like, old and very set in their ways. You never see a young one, do you?
1: Oh, we get Sam later. Oh. He's kind of an anomaly.
0: Sam, Sam, he's a maester? Yeah, he is right. Yeah, he's Sam's more like he's history. like the knowledge kind. He's not like the like I'm gonna put maggots on your fingers kind.
1: No, he he's a grand master. He does research and he's
0: yeah. Well,
1: that's he does uh learn of he does learn how to do the grayscale removal procedure.
0: Yeah. So what what I'm understanding now is that there's like like doctors like medical physical doctors and historians and the world of Game of Thrones has combined them into a single being. So the The way the
1: Maester system works, yeah, is that a Maester goes to Old Town, which not coincidentally is Otto High Tower's like personal home, and his house funds mm-hmm. the Maesters. So yeah. important detail to keep in mind in House of the Dragon as well. Mm-hmm. But when you go to Old Town to like be a Maester, you like you like basically choose a major and you study like everything there is to know about it, and you get a chain that you add to like your robe, and the more chains you have, like it indicates what you know. There's, like, mm-hmm. a chain for medicine, there's a chain for, like, herbs, there's a chain for, like, mysteries and secrets and, like, a old forgotten lore and stuff. So, like, Sam would be someone who's, like, whose like, chain would be, like, you know, Grayscale and, like, you know, the histories of Westeros. Mm-hmm. It's, like, like you said, it is, like, if, if historians and, like, doctors were just, like, lumped together into one thing. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Like, I know a lot about roller coasters, Ren. I don't want you to ride a roller coaster that I make, though. You get what Bryce, I'm saying? I would
1: never ride a roller coaster to begin with. Well, yeah,
0: I know you wouldn't. But um, I just think they're so funny, these maesters. Um, and real quick, I also really liked um, the Queen that never was.
1: Yeah, that was a great scene. That was a
0: good scene of, and because it also kind of plants the seed for the viewer, where when you see her and not get it. As the viewer, I think your mind instantly goes to the, it's because she's a, like, it's because she's a girl. Yeah. Like, it's because of that. Um, and then, like, Rhaenyra is such a strong personality. And you see, like, you hear what she says to the queen that never was. And that, like, you know, it's not because you're a woman. It's because you're, like, who you are. Like, yeah. it's you. It isn't, like, your identity. It's you. And I thought that was really interesting, because, like, maybe, probably not, probably the fact that, you know, she's a woman had something yeah. to do with it, but, yeah.
1: I thought, like, coming from the queen who never was, mm-hmm. I thought yeah. it was, like, great wisdom coming from her, too, to kind of give Rhaenyra, like, mm-hmm. almost ground her and humble her in a way. Yeah. Because there is still so much that Rhaenyra has to learn, mm-hmm. and the way that she's approaching Rainies in their conversation is, like, naive. She, yeah. like, believes that, like, oh, I'm queen, I'm gonna be queen, when my father dies, you know, people will accept me as their queen. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Rhaenys, the queen who never was, who experienced all this, who has this life experience, understands that the men of Westeros aren't going to let that happen.
0: Well, ex- and exactly, it's like, Rhaenyra definitely comes off as feeling like she's untouchable right now. Yeah. Um, and for better or for worse. Right. It's like it's I've we've seen it as both a flaw and a a pro. So,
1: even yeah, right. in this episode like exactly, we see it as a pro when she goes to Dragonstone to mm-hmm. get the egg back from Damon, and it's a flaw when she's speaking with Raineys and like kind of showing her hand and showing that she doesn't fully understand the reality of her situation
0: yet. No.
1: Whoa! We could do an interview-style Game of Thrones intro.
0: Yeah, it could be really good. Um, I don't know how that would work with the song, but it could be really good.
1: I. Wanna back up to your point about the next episode preview. Okay. So you watched it, right? Yeah. It to me it looks like we're getting a battle episode next episode. What do you think?
0: Yeah, so it seems like we're getting a battle episode and we're getting a another big time jump. Yeah. Um seems like we're getting those those two things are like for certain. Um with a baby uh on the way or well not on the way but born. Yeah um and we're seeing kind of like more of the Damon and his friend i don't know his friend's name yet uh, oh miss uh maybe yeah are you talking about the woman no 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 um although they're friends as well Talking talking about corliss i'm talking about corliss okay <laughs> um yeah we're gonna probably see more of them yeah um I mean, three episodes in, and if we're getting, like, more of a battle-based episode, I'm ready to see what House of the Dragon battles look like. Me too. Even at
1: their worst, I thought Game of Thrones had, like, the best battles Mm -hmm. in cinema. Yeah. Like, people always talk about Helm's Deep, but honestly, I'd take any Game of Thrones battle over it. Mm -hmm. Oh, you haven't seen Lord of the Rings? Nope. Helms Helms Helm's Deep is, like, the big battle from Lord of the Rings.
0: Yeah, is that the one with the elephants?
1: I don't, I don't, I don't remember if there are. Elephants. They ride
0: elephants in Lord of the Rings, and that's why I'm I'm protesting it.
1: That that must be it. Yeah, but I I I hope it's a battle episode. If not, next episode, then I think episode four will be our first battle. Yeah, it's it feels early, but that's mm-hmm. only because Game of Thrones didn't have battle budget until its second season.
0: But also, we're moving pretty quick.
1: We are moving pretty quick. So
0: like you know, it's not like we're easing into things, it's like we're jumping to points that are worth jumping to. That's true. Right now. We're not like,
1: like we're, we're not wasting time. or yeah. like, skipping by anything that needs to be, you know, settled on or mm-hmm. dwelled on.
0: Yeah. So, um, yeah. I, I mean, I am excited for what's to come. Um, I guess I didn't see too much. I just know, like, and then there's like, we, we see like dragons partaking in said battle um as well but
1: i'm wondering like how the episode will be structured if it is a battle because the way that game of thrones would do its battles you know it -hmm. would either be in a single location or alternating between two storylines only instead of like three or four yeah from what we saw in the preview it looks like we'll be alternating between two i'm assuming Mm -hmm. stuff in king's landing and stuff on dragonstone with daemon yeah and then like the daemon stuff will lead into the battle and we probably won't see King's Landing stuff in the second half.
0: Yeah, that that would make sense. I, I assume that we would. Yeah, we'll get more like exposition and stuff right at the beginning to catch us up to. All right, you've had this time jump. Where things currently landing, King's Landing.
1: So how far are you in a Game of Thrones? By the way.
0: Um, I'm not super far. Like chapter, I I actually I think the chapter I was talking about was the last one I listened to it was uh, Brand getting pushed.
1: Oh, so you're like a couple chapters it. in
0: now. I'm just the first episode of Game of Thrones.
1: Yeah, you made it through yeah. episode one. Yeah. So, um... What do you think about the I'm book in comparison on. to the show so far?
0: I mean, I... I really like it. Um, I think it's... Whimsical. I like, in the book, that the Like, that they are younger. I like that the really? characters are younger. Because it feels, um... There was this, um... When is it john and uh the bratty lannister I can't joffrey joffrey um are they i think like, you're thinking of
1: Robin and joffrey
0: Robin and joffrey so they're they're like going at each other yeah and who what's the line there's a line in there about maybe it, see I, now i'm not sure if it was so it's rob and joffrey that are going at each other the line must have been something like uh john said with his 12 years of wisdom or something like that um i forget who it was whether john or rob it was one one of them um that said like so and so said it with their blank years of wisdom but like whatever that phrasing was really funny um
1: the books have a good sense of humor about themselves
0: yeah yeah like um the description of um and her Kind of relationship with Jon Snow, like how she feels so negatively about that, and that's really the only thorn in her relationship with Ned. Yeah. And then Ned being so protective of, you know, of you know, John deserves a place in this house, um, and being kind of like so radical, supposedly so radical in that thinking. Um, it that specific section early on. And Catalan's chapter was really cool to me because it was like we're describing pretty much like how one character, Jon Snow, is seen and interacts by three different characters by Ned, Catalan, and Jon Snow himself. And then also understanding what their dynamics are all with each other and that Catalan could care less for Jon Snow. Jon Snow uh, like has a respect for Ned. Ned loves Jon um, almost as like as his own son and ned and catelyn have like uh a really strong relationship aside from that one piece with john the whole john of
1: it all it's such a compelling narrative element Mm -hmm. and like the fact that it's not enough to hurt ned and catelyn's relationship i think makes them more nuanced and realer than if like there was like a hinge of drama like every time they spoke catelyn was like oh john but yeah. it's not like that. They, like, sincerely love each other. This is, like, one point of contention, and mm-hmm. otherwise their marriage has been perfect by, like, Westeros standards. Yes.
0: Yeah, and I, I I agree. I completely agree it does. It makes it feel so much more real. Um, because in, you know, relationships are not black and white in real life. Um, there are certain elements or things that, uh, even the people you love, like, love most, there's certain, like, elements and things that, uh you either like get through together or are working on like nothing is is straightforward exactly um and I love that I really really like that uh so I've been I've been having a good time with it the reason I want to get through the whole uh song of dance and fire ice whatever the heck it fire? is I want to get through all of those books so that way I can have all of that context when I eventually make it to fire fire and blood that's a smart um, idea. Because, I like
1: I wasn't going to stop you from reading Fire and Blood first, but yeah. I you weren't going to get like much out of it.
0: No. Um I'd rather feel like I have a like double down on my knowledge and awareness of Westeros, the politics, like especially from the book side of things um before trying to listen and take in some of the more just like historical I guess like recitations yeah um so i i probably i'll get to it in a very long time but
1: they're dense it took me a very long Mm -hmm. time to read through the series when i did
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and uh i plan on doing it again soonish, but i just have to work up the motivation to actually start
0: yeah yeah i'm listening i'm listening to them Uh, how do you like the audiobook i i think it's good i don't like the aria voice but everyone else has been pretty good so far so
1: who uh, um, who does the narration?
0: Not a British guy. All right. Yeah. It's it I feel like all audiobooks are either a British guy or not a British guy. Some actor who is in the movie. Yeah. And this one is is the British guy. So um She-Hulk Ren. Oh, so you so, you must have finished it by now? <laughs> yeah, so I finished She-Hulk um, yeah, while say? we were talking. Again, I had no captions on, but this is uh-huh. what I get. This is where yeah. I'm at. So She-Hulk um she is a uh maybe not worldwide phenomenon but she has a cultural impact yep. uh, based on her appearance last week going hulk in court and so as a result uh she is uh offered a new position in a new law firm looks like kind of like a nice shiny offering it's a lot at once she's kind of overwhelmed by it but as if that's not enough friend uh she goes home and her italian dad and uh a a boy that also lives with her <laughs> Italian parents, uh, are there and they have a nice dinner together. Um, and the boy's upset because he wants to turn into Hulk as well. And then the dad just wants her to do like he's like, Wow, that uh you gotta use your powers for good. And she's like, I don't even know what that means. And he's like, It means doing housework. And so um, he makes that joke and it's kind of funny to think about her doing like um, like uh, different tasks around the house. Um, and so then that's when she goes out and she accidentally gets intercepted, not on uh, purposely gets intercepted um, by a guy who makes her walk through lasers that don't work. And um, then she meets a, a guy who's, he's getting tried and, He's on death row because he's like a madman, but he wants her to represent him, and uh, he promises her. What does he promise her, Ren? Maybe like protection, or um, a way to unhulk.
1: Probably. This was honestly dead on up until you got to this part,
0: and um, so he. <laughs> So he promises her that if she agrees to represent him in court. So she's going to she's like I'm not sure and then she goes home and uh I saw the ending. What was it? She goes home, she calls her uh Hulk and uh he's he's like it's nice to hear from you and she's like it's hard being a Hulk. Uh and then that's when she also, uh, she gets a call from her, the boss that wants to hire her. And the boss is like, have you seen that they're talking about you again? And so she uh, turns on the news and she watches Shang-Chi.
1: Yeah, that was a good movie.
0: Yeah, I think all of Shang-Chi. Uh,
1: sh- should we just watch that instead of She-Hulk? <laughs> they yeah. should just... Like release Shang-Chi as episode three of She-Hulk.
0: That's fine, and then there's eight minutes of credits, and then she yeah. does some housework, uh, with her Hulk powers. Yeah, I think, I think we can call that an episode. Yeah. Was that so? Was any of that close? Was I? Uh... Literally
1: everything. I was serious when I said that everything up to the point where like yeah. you started talking about the how the guy's gonna unhulk her was pretty much correct. <laughs> okay. Like a hun- Like you got the her being offered the job at the law firm. You yeah. got like the parents and like the dad's not advice mm-hmm. like all of it like the fact that she wants to represent like you know evil man
0: yeah so uh, evil man must is that abomination
1: yeah that's abomination from the okay. from edward norton's the incredible hulk
0: is is this the same actor so I've yeah, seen him the same actor.
1: yeah tim roth
0: all right so uh so abomination wants does he want her to represent him
1: yeah he wants her to represent him because he's yeah. like all cool and zen now he's all right
0: okay but then he breaks out of prison
1: uh or that's just like a scene from shang chi
0: okay well because he's already out of prison in this scenario where he's behind the lasers or is he in prison
1: i don't know what's going the lasers on lasers don't
0: work are you mad about that what happened with the lasers
1: they're like a, it's like a shower that never hits you
0: yeah it's like uh yeah it is it's an amusement park trick so uh okay well good for that i'm happy for she hulk it was a good episode no no okay
1: <laughs> it's uh, like it's like a 0. one point better than uh last week's
0: yeah all right well i won't watch it because i pretty much i did watch it so i might need yeah, to just I, play, I'm, watch next week's i'll do the same thing next week and we'll yeah get through the whole thing moon knight now that would be difficult to do
1: oh you wouldn't be keeping up at all
0: without the audio no <laughs> no i'd be so confused i don't know who is who there's like eight characters and one character going on there. And that, I, I, I got nothing. I got nothing. So, all right, Ren. Uh, what, do, what do we rate Winnie the Pooh? The uh, Tigger movie.
1: Feels like a year ago now. Yeah. I don't know. Like, is it bad in the way that Belle's magical world is bad? Or is it just like inoffensive and bland?
0: hmm
1: I think it's inoffensive and bland. I don't yep. think it's, like, the worst thing we've seen. It at least looks nice.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like I think you... it's... I, I put it similar to, like, Pocahontas 2.
1: Yeah, I think that's a good range.
0: Like, I, I gave Pocahontas 2 a th- uh, 3... I feel like it's, like, 3.5 territory.
1: Yeah, I'm thinking of
0: 3.5. Yeah. Wow.
1: Nothing special.
0: No. But um, not in the negatives. Not in the negatives. No. And so next week we are uh not getting together, but we'll we'll get together soon thereafter. Yes, we will. We'll figure it out. It is it, it's fine. Uh to watch an extremely goofy movie.
1: It'll be an extremely goofy podcast.
0: Yeah. I don't know how I'm feeling going back to goofy movie.
1: I remember liking the extremely goofy movie when I was younger, mm-hmm. but I also Really liked a goofy movie when we watched it this time. Yeah, and I think like the respect that I've gained for it mm-hmm. will diminish how much I end up enjoying an extremely goofy movie.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, I think it'll it'll be okay as well. I'm it sure, sure it'll some... be okay. I, mean, I love PJ. Uh, I love the cheese guy. I think he makes an appearance as well. So
1: he does. He's one of the three main characters.
0: Yeah, I'm into it. Uh, And then, it looks like, I'm just looking long-term, not like I'm, like, counting down for Disney 2 movies to end or anything. (laughs) But it looks like, uh, so we'll be watching, that'll be our, so we just got done our 13th movie, Ren, out of 48. So we got 35 movies left to go. 35 movies left to go. That, that is such a large number right now! And after an extremely goofy movie, things are gonna get really bad. Because we have five, well, maybe not really bad, maybe just interesting, but we have, we'll have we have five sequels in a row with a Pooh Bear break, and then two more sequels, and then another Pooh Bear. And then two more sequels, and another Pooh Bear?
1: And then three more sequels, and another, another Pooh Bear? Pooh Bear. And, then and then two more sequels, and another Pooh Bear? That's at least the last Pooh Bear.
0: He hates us. Pooh Bear hates us.
1: Why did they pace it out like this? Why did they make so many Pooh Bear movies? We're,
0: we're gonna die! We're gonna die!
1: Bryce, I don't... <laughs> like, the thing about these movies is they aren't even bad. They're just, like... They're boring on such a deep level. To they me. are.
0: Yeah. Um, what if... Um, what if we... Because we talked about ripping it off like a Band-Aid. What if we... Could we jump and watch... um All of the poo. Will we do, like, a poo day or poo month? Um, I don't know. It would be a lot to watch. I don't- But how much are we gonna have to say about it?
1: Here's what we do. Here's what we do. Okay. We're not recording next week. That'll be, like, our energy break the week after we do the Night of Poo.
0: Where we watch the rest of all of Poo.
1: We just get them out of the way. We won't even talk about, like, House of the Dragon or anything else. We'll just do Poo and just be done with it.
0: Okay. Uh sounds good. So we will be so forget Goofy Movie. We'll get there when we get there. Next week we will be talking about a very merry Pooh year, Piglet's (laughs) big movie, Springtime with Roo, Pooh's Heffalump movie, Pooh's Heffalump Halloween movie. God what the what is that? Um (laughs) Is that it? Is that where we're that's what
1: we're ending on? Pooh's Heffalump Halloween. Halloween
0: movie movie. Oh my god. Do we think of Very Mary Poo Year? Uh, let me look it up real quick, cause uh, it might be like a collection of episodes.
1: In which oh case, god. like, do
0: we Do we get to skip it? Yeah, I mean we can, we did that. It's on, Di- it's on Disney Plus. <laughs> if it's on Disney Plus, we got we got no excuse then. Uh. uh Springtime of the Rue is the other one that's like, that might not be a thing.
1: It's on Disney Plus. <laughs> Damn it heffalump movie is on disney plus
0: what about heffalump halloween
1: it's on disney (laughs) plus
0: this is Uh, a nightmare
1: we're gonna watch like four hours of poo but it'll be done it'll be over and we'll never have to watch another one again
0: uh the heffalump halloween is on it yeah if you just search winnie the Pooh, is it is it in there
1: i i said disney plus on google
0: um, half a lump. If I search half a lump, I only get Pooh's half a lump movie. Uh, half a maybe, lump. Maybe we're Halloween safe. Movie. Pooh's half a lump Halloween. Um, oh no. Oh Is no. Is it there? Well, I don't see it there. I see it Prime Video. It looks like an off. Like it looks more off brand. <laughs> than what we've already been watching which is what's really confusing
1: um look it's the last one in the list anyways by the time we get to that point you and i are not going to have the energy to discuss it we're just going to slap some negative scores on it if we <laughs> sure not. so let's just call it a day these are the movies we're
0: watching okay so we'll yeah on paper well i think i don't know that's fine that's fine
1: if, if it ends up being on there we'll watch it but only if it's on disney plus
0: Halloween Pooh. I don't think it is.
1: Then that's what I that's what saved. it is. You know, that's that.
0: Yeah. The Book of Pooh?
1: Are you thinking of the Book of Mormon?
0: No, there's something called the Book of Pooh. It's CGI Pooh Bear.
1: Please don't tell me. There's something called the Book of
0: No, poo. well, we're not watching it. But <laughs> it's so this is all awful, Ren, because the 2000, what is it? 2013, 2011 movie is actually pretty good.
1: Yeah, I remember watching that in theaters and actually enjoying it.
0: Yeah, so this is horrible. This is horrible. Alright, Ren. Um, this has been great. It's been a pleasure. Uh, I will talk to you when I talk to you. <laughs> and uh, happy Pooh Week. I'll see
1: you in the ninth circle of Pooh Hell.
0: Alright, bye everyone. Good night. Uh.